happy new year everyone welcome to the streamcast i am red hood and i'm joined by ishin ashina god damn <laughs> who's <Red> that <laughs> he's the final boss in sekiro oh well, okay that makes yeah, sense i'm yeah. not surprised awesome hope you have all had a lovely holiday enjoy the new year enjoy christmas isaac do you have a good holiday yeah, it's pretty cool. I finally got around to playing Miles Morales, so it's really good. Nice. What about yourself? Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, uh, you know, to catch up with a lot of the family and just rest, doing no work. So yeah, that was really enjoyable. It's a good way to spend it. Just chill out. Yeah, it was. It was. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Are you that kind of person? Nah, like if you've got something that you want to do, you just do it. You don't wait until the new year. Because what's <laughs> going to happen is you're going to stop. Like, I think, um, oh, I don't know. Like, I feel I feel a bit bad about my views, but I don't even want to go to the gym this January. I just want to wait out and go back on Feb. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I'm happy for them. All right, this is great. You want to get into the gym, sure, whatever. But once you've got that out of your system and you leave, then I'll have my gym back. And it means I don't have to be, well, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but I just, just not here for it like if you want to stay if you're there in february then you have my utmost respect even though that's not what's about my respect doesn't mean anything but like i respect you for that if you do your january stint then you leave why bother like the gym doesn't work that way it just doesn't but um no no new New year's resolutions for me like i've got goals i'm going to continue looking towards those goals but uh they've got nothing to do with the new year what about yourself well, that's fair. I'm similar to you in that regard. I don't really wait for the new year, new me kind of thing. I mm. tend to just have goals whenever. And, you know, if they didn't get achieved last year, then they're this year's goals. So I don't really have any new goals for New Year's resolutions. But um, I am I am still chasing that 100 bench. So I'm hoping this is the year. This year, man. It's going to be this the year. year. Yeah. I can do 90, but... I need to do a solo 100. No spot. That's that's the goal. Nice, nice. I'll race you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you've just made this competitive. So after this recording, <laughs> don't find me in the gym. <laughs> but listeners and viewers, let us know if you have any New Year's resolutions. Let us know in the comments or on Twitter and Instagram, streamcast underscore. We want you to be the best you, you can be. And I don't mind if you only go in the gym for January because it means in February there's more room for me. So, <laughs> despite us taking a little bit of a break over December, there was quite a few developments that came out. So, first of all, I must apologize to you because you were absolutely right when you called It Takes Two Game of the Year. I think your logic was rubbish, but you are right. What? <laughs> you my, my logic is never rubbish there's uh, always method to the madness and there was definitely madness there <laughs> <laughs> so i mean after this recording i'm gonna hit you up uh i want you to predict the lottery numbers for me and uh yeah we'll strike it rich yeah sounds good yeah. I'm down All right. <laughs> oh no hold on hold on hold on you're the one that always wins competitions mate what i want you please strike the please. lottery numbers for me I'm ordering you like three. Come on, it's a, it's a small, a small amount. It's a small amount. The grand scheme of things is a big amount. <laughs> uh, long bit, <bear>, continue. 
But here's something that we found out at the end of last year that's going to take effect early this year. A little thing called PlayStation Spartacus. Now, we are sure that that's not going to be the final name. It's the code name. But the the uh, concept behind the, the new idea is to combine the very popular PlayStation Plus, which is about 50 million subscribers, with PlayStation Now, which is not as popular. I don't think it has as many subscribers as 10, really. I think the Xbox Game Pass is definitely beating it. I think Xbox Game Pass has about 10 million. So I think the PS Now has about two, three million. So there's obviously a discrepancy between the two services because I'm sure as far as Sony are aware, they've given us two great services, right? But the customers are saying that's not the case. So what do you think about individually PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now? And what do you think about the idea to combine both products? Uh, it's a weird one, really, because they're they're not they're not competing with Game Pass. This is not happening. Um, so to combine it, I, I don't know, man. I feel like they've really got like a fifty million market share. Well, I say market share as if, anyways. Um, there's like fifty million people using Plus. So I guess if you do combine them, then like that's fifty million people that now can use um uh, the other one, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> PS now and PS now and uh, I don't know I guess it's a good move I it's you know it's not Game Pass so I don't I don't really know what their what their plan is because I think PS now is just full of like them old like PS3 games don't get me wrong on paper I love retro games I love a bit of nostalgia but in reality uh when I play games, it's it's either a game I haven't played before, or it's like a brand new game that I'm eagerly awaiting, like an Elden Ring or like a God of War. I never really play old games anymore. I'm um, still in your time for it. So I don't know, man. I don't know about this. Uh, honestly, I don't care. Game Pass is the way. So <laughs> let's talk about Game Pass, not this. Shit. <laughs> what about you? What are your thoughts? I have quite a few thoughts about mm. this. So PlayStation Now has been something that I think has been touted around for a couple years, a few years, and it's just not working. And I'm glad that they're now realizing, or they're now doing something about it, but it feels like this is very slow. This has been a very slow reaction to something that's clearly not working. When you have Mm -hmm. one product that's got 50 million people paying about 50 quid a year, and then you've got this other thing that's got about three million. There is something wrong. And I think it's the fact that they're selling to online services. I don't think the average person is going to be able to get PS Plus and PS Now. And I think they're about the same price individually, which is really dumb. And PS Plus actually offers you more than PS Now to, to you know simplify everything. As you said, PS Now allows you to emulate old games and stream games for free, in quotation marks. And PS Plus gives you the ability to go online with your games, and it gives you X amount of games for free each month, as long as you have the subscription. So PS Plus is clearly the better product there, because the online play is, you know, worth it anyway, because especially 
during the what 25 months of the pandemic now it's been vital to play with your friends to keep up with your friends and the free games there have been some gems i can't remember which year it was maybe 2019 or 2020 where we had bangers we had the bioshock trilogy we had the uncharted trilogy we had shadow of the colossus for free last of us the first one was for free so there are a lot of gems that come out in the ps plus it's been a while since we've had a really good game on that via that way but you know the less about that the better also if you have a ps5 and ps plus the amount of games you get ridiculous you've got bloodborne you've got god of war you've got last of us i think you've got persona 5 don't quote me on that i think that's out this month so you've definitely got it well either way (laughs) you've got persona but (laughs) It just makes a lot more sense to get PS Plus if you if you can only get one or the other. I don't know anyone who's going to get PS Now instead. And you made a really good point. I think being able to play old games is is a neat gimmick, but I don't think that's where the future of gaming lies. Gaming is is as big as it's ever been. It's worth a lot more now than it was when the PS2 and the PS3 were around. And the games are just simply better. There's more stuff to do. And for people who do like DLC and those living, breathing games, you can buy a game or you can get a free-to-play game and, you know, just really just work on that game for a very long time as opposed to the old games where it was kind of like you played for 15 hours and then that was it. So PS Plus is just a better product. That being said, combining the two is a fantastic idea in my opinion i don't know whether because 50 million people have access to now 50 million people are going to start using now i don't know if they're going to increase the price as a result i think that's a bad idea Mm. i think you could just absorb now into plus and that might be a loss i don't think it would be really but if you just access um if you just increase the player base straight away I think a lot of people will start using now and then you'll get a better product because more people are using it. You'll get, you know, more relevant feedback and you'll be able to better improve the uh, software. And the PlayStation Classic wasn't too great at emulating the old PS1 game. So hopefully now with with the PS1 library, I think it's got to have the PS2, PS3 and possibly PSP libraries as well. Mm-hmm. That will be worth people's time who are nostalgic for say you know Tekken 5 so I think it's a great idea I think Sony think this now enables them to compete with Game Pass but the reality is it doesn't (laughs) and that's and that's the biggest puzzle that's the biggest piece of the puzzle that they're missing and I don't think they have any intention of getting day one releases on the Game Pass system service i understand why they're not going to do that but you're seeing xbox over here with that model and even if you don't have an xbox you can enjoy via your pc because game pass is just the best thing like Mm -hmm. you can just cycle through games and you don't have to commit to a game that you hate because you've got this service which is kind of like a free-for-all i think if you really want to compete with game pass that's the only way you can do it. Otherwise, you're just offering an alternative. And it's not necessarily bad, but you're always going to get people saying, but Game Pass. 
right. And like, I'd say the games that they have on Xbox right now are just way better than any of the old games they've got on PS Now. I'm sorry to say. Uh, and you're right. You can't. You can't fight. There's like first party titles coming out, and I think all the Xbox, I think Xbox Studio games or like Xbox first party games are just always going to be there. So, but don't know what you can do about that. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting landscape, I think, in a few years because people have said that it, it's not financially stable to continue the Game Pass model, but Microsoft aren't exactly struggling financially. Right. And they're putting in big studios to join their roster. They paid, was it $7.5 billion to get ZeniMax on board? So they're going to have a tasty list of first-party games on that service that you can just play on release. Right, and like, I don't, even, I don't even think it is about like, oh, is it sustainable or not? I think it's 100% sustainable because it's that subscription model. And here's the thing, right? This is to an extent, a guarantee, like, 120 quid from people, like, every single year. Um, it's not people going to CEX and buying, like, a game for, like, you know, a fiver or a tenner. Like, Microsoft are getting their money, and in the long term, it's going to be fine. And it's Microsoft. They're not losing any money. They're absolutely fine. It's all good. Yeah. So, basically, what we're saying is Game Pass is the future. <laughs> Yeah, get Game Pass. <laughs> Just get Game Pass. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, I don't think there's any other news out about it. It's supposed to launch in spring. So we can probably expect some sort of announcement in the PS blog in the next few weeks. But yeah, I think if you already have PS Plus, you're not losing out on anything. Hopefully, it's just going to get now absorbed into it. It will probably take a new kind of model where PS Plus and PS Now are like the top level tier of subscription and then you'll get a solo PS Plus and like maybe a solo PS Now level. Uh, but yeah, if if you have PS Plus... <laughs> I think they should do that. Just make it one thing and make it one price. Like, I think, I think that, may, yeah, you're right. That makes the most sense. I think if you have a PS Plus, you might as well uh, just enjoy the benefits of the PS now because there will be a random time where you just want to play FIFA 09 for example or an old style game just to kick it with your friends and then maybe never play again and that's fine but let us know what you think about PS Plus absorbing PS now in the comments or on Twitter and Instagram you know how like Cell so, mm. absorbs uh, Yamcha and Tien in Budokai 3 <laughs> and he gets weaker <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen to PlayStation. <laughs> I hate the prospect of that. Can you imagine? <laughs> well, you know, so Troy's tried PS Now. Yeah. And he said there's a lot of things that are good about the platform, but there's just a lot of stuff that leaves a lot to be desired. Like, it's buggy, the search engine is poor. So, hopefully, they handle all of that stuff when it joins PS Plus. Otherwise, we might have a big problem if people are, are having their you know, experience bugged out because of poor UI and UX. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I might be wrong on this, but I think um, you can only like, stream the games if you're using PS Now. Uh, and that's, that kind of sucks because 
internet isn't always like stable if you're plugged in. It might be something from their side or whatever. Uh, and like Microsoft can let you like download games. You can stream as well on Microsoft, but the game was still downloaded in the background. Um, so I don't know why they can't do that. Like all of the Xbox 360 games, you can just download those. So PS Now should like do the same thing. So you can just play the game and not worry about it crapping out on you. You can just play it and enjoy it. So um, yeah, I don't know. PS Now definitely needs work. I agree. Maybe it's a pride thing. They don't want to copy what the rivals are doing, but that's just logical to allow your games to be downloadable and play without the threat of lag. Because right. there's not much, <laughs> there's not a lot of things that will turn someone off quicker than a laggy game. So I think you just got to bite the bullet and accept a different model. It works better and adopt it. Couldn't agree more. So one game that isn't on the PS Plus model, if you get a PS5, is Ghost of Tsushima. But that's okay, because they've just boasted sales of 8 million worldwide. Nice. So that's that's very nice. Yeah, I, I thought that was an amazing achievement. And then Days Gone director tweeted saying, <laughs> like, in a similar amount of time, Days Gone has also achieved 8 million sales I think they're sitting around around 9, 10 million now, mm. with 1 million of those being on Steam. So why is it that Ghost of Tsushima is being lauded for the 8 million sales, and Days Gone was bombed for a, a similar amount of sales? Why do you think that is, Isaac? I think Days Gone just had a, a slow burn compared to Ghost. Like, Ghost just got love from the start. It was nominated for awards. I'm sure Days Gone was as well. But um, I don't. There's, there's nothing for me personally. There's nothing that's been like Ghost. So when Ghost came out, I was like, "Yo, this is sick!" Like you play it, the stories are really cool. Um, it looks beautiful. Like the whole like wind pointing you in the right direction thing was like so cool. Um, but if Days Gone, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just like it was caught in the shadow of Last of Us or something like that. Didn't help that the uh, maker of Days Gone uh, had a certain podcast and something that he said kind of started trending um that wasn't helpful i'll say uh and also it might just be you know the way he was in the studio like i don't think he, he no he didn't get along with people that he worked with he wasn't a people person um and i don't know if that maybe stunted internal love uh but that's a factor as well um but I don't know, man. Maybe it's like one of those cult classics. Like, you know when something doesn't get its dues when it comes out and it gets like a huge like following afterwards? Maybe it's less like that with um with Days Gone. But yeah, you're right. Forgot the same amount of sales. It's it's weird that one's getting all the love and one isn't. I guess one's just more lovable. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. I would say there is something to say about the marketing of the games. Mm. both games before launch now i'm sure people would argue that days gone got good marketing because it was on that really special only on playstation showcase where mm. last of us 2 was on god of war was on it was a switch was on but at the same time i don't think the individual game got enough of a it, it didn't get a fair shake before it came out. It almost felt like, to me, that the game was set up to fail. Ooh. Why do you think that is? 
Because when you look at a game like Ghost of Tsushima, when mm. you look at a game like God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, there is rarely a week that goes by without new content or new promo about that game. And the way Days Gone was presented to me, I, I took that as they want to put this game on a similar kind of level as those games. But I don't remember that same love going back to 2019. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I don't remember that. Like, we're getting random videos on YouTube about Horizon Forbidden West, about, you know, the the, the tribes and the mm. new enemies and stuff. And fair enough, Horizon deserves it because that's a proper game changer. So I feel like a lot in business, there, there are times where people and and projects are set up to fail and then all of a sudden uh you know it didn't work so we're not going to give you any more money we're not going to give you that second chance we're not going to give you that new deal we're cutting you off i feel that's one of those personally now the director i was discussing this with akira earlier 100 wrong his stance i will never agree with it it's terrible you can't go on a <laughs> public platform and go screw the people who are buying this product i've made a product why didn't you buy it why didn't you buy you can't do that that's one thing you can't be mad at you can't be mad at customers not buying your stuff mm. you can be mad at pr you can be mad at marketing you can be mad at the social media guy you can be mad at the environmentalist you could be mad at the uh the the cast director but the people who, at the end of the day, have to put the money in their pocket and actually buy your game, you know, it's it's their prerogative. You can't force them to buy your game. Absolutely think, agree. So for, for that, I would never agree with uh, that point of the director. But I do think what he's tweeted, I think I agree with him because the numbers are the same when it comes to sales. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was a financial issue that made Sony cancel the Days Gone 2 Yeah, project. like it, it did well, but not enough. Right. Mm. Mm, interesting. Whereas Ghost of Tsushima has been praised as one of the greatest games of all time. So That, that did well very quickly. I think that's yeah, what it was. I, you know what? You're Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And also, oh, go on. I was going to say, I think on that note, I genuinely think it would have been much better if Days Gone was released on Microsoft instead. Because PlayStation's model is getting a really big blockbuster AAA game and getting a return on that. Microsoft, on the other hand, they just want like market share. They just want people to, you know, like you know, just come along, come along, play our games and whatnot. And if Days Gone was on that platform, then I think you'd get more traffic. People would give it more of a chance, and maybe we'd done better. And you know, with Microsoft backing you, like Microsoft just got money for days, man. Uh, I don't know if Microsoft are better. At, advertising because i don't they're never in my radar so like i know that things like ghost and god of war are like definitely marketed well but i don't know maybe would have done better on uh on microsoft instead of maybe uh so good question yeah i think microsoft are really good at advertising their service like the game mm. pass they're excellent at yes. advertising that mm. playstation are very good at advertising their first party games or the second party games exclusives yeah right so i think they understand what their usps are and they're very good at you know you know uh promoting those also i think there is the question about the quality of the game that needs to be asked i think 
I don't know what the average Metacritic rating is off the top of my head, but I, I would say that Ghost of Tsushima has a higher average than Days Gone. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just something that's common opinion that people believe that Ghost of Tsushima is a better game than Days Gone. And I don't know if that's factored into the decision of the sequel getting canned or not. Mm-hmm. But I feel that Days Gone had a very high ceiling and it could only have gotten better with a sequel. I think that they set up a very nice world. And sure, we've seen that concept of zombies and apocalypse a lot. You know, there is another franchise exclusively on PlayStation that has done it very well. But I think the characters were unique and I think they had a lot to them. There was a lot more of their stories to be told. I think if Days Gone was a series or a movie, I'd have watched it and enjoyed it. So for me, I think canning it, it was the was the wrong move. I, I don't agree with that. And mm. I don't know what happens now, whether you know they go and make some spiritual successor. But I, I thought that was an interesting point to to look at because if you're looking just at numbers, like Sony is not isn't anyone that's struggling financially either. But if you look at the numbers, Days Gone and Ghost of Tsushima have arguably made the same amount of money in the same amount of time. Ooh. Why is the why is the sequel not happening? I don't know about same amount of money, same amount of sales, yes, but money, maybe not, because Ghost is still point, yeah. more expensive. Days gone is not like 20 quid. So no, that's a good point. Yeah, it's just easier to procure. So I don't know, I don't think uh, there's 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 more factors. I think he can't like complain about the fact that you know because if we did like a like a breakdown, like we did the finance behind it, yeah, and like you did that eight million divided by sixty quid versus days gone eight million divided by twenty, then you'd see that you know it's 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 very different. Like, what's my point? Yeah. <laughs> You'd see that the return... Sorry, I forgot to do master for a second. You see that the return on investment is higher with Ghost than it is on um, Days Gone, just based on those numbers alone. So, I don't know. And honestly, I think you should just leave it alone, man. Like, I think anything that comes out of the, the dev's mouth right now, you just got to take a pinch of salt and just leave it. Because he's not a part of Sony anymore. This is just him no. giving out his two cents. And I don't care for it. And I don't think anyone else should as well, really. Like... <laughs> Okay, I think it's interesting to to look at and think about. I I think I agree with you when it comes to like if anyone wants to actually look at it and and lifetime sales of both games with the price when it was performing well or poorly, that's another situation, another conversation that we won't have now. But I mean. What he said, I don't think anyone disproved it and de- de- or denied it. So I think it's a it's a fair point. I mm. think there is enough of a fan base because the petition for Days Gone Two got like over a hundred thousand signatures. Mm. So there are enough people that care about this franchise. It was one of our best performing games on Twitch last year. So there is that as well. Whether that's you know due to the fact that it was on PS Plus or other stuff that's other that that, you you see that's other stuff that i mean we can't control Mm. 
But also, you got to bear in mind, like people were coming for you and Akira more so than Days Gone. I would say so. You know, say that again, do... oh, I was going to say you have to like take into consideration that people were coming for you and Akira more than Days Gone. I would say so. I can't, <laughs> I can't let Days Gone take that point. Sorry, I can't, can't, can't give it to oh, Days thanks, Gone. Thanks, bro. Appreciate nah, that. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Also, one last point. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, unique story, unique experience. Mm. Not a lot of games have given us that classic martial arts, that classic samurai style story where it feels like you're watching something that was made back in the black and white era. It feels very classic. And there's not a lot of games that did that, which is probably why... A lot of people were hyped. We were hyped from the the first shots in the magazine that we saw. So I think sometimes perception is very important. Perception is reality sometimes. And that might be why Ghost is being lauded for, you know, achieving all the milestones, even though it wasn't a perfect game and and Mm. Days Gone kind of got left aside. Right. Um, I think, like, one last thing is... Like, Days Gone, they were fighting an uphill battle from the start, I would say. Like, Ghost, great and everything, but it's got the the pedigree of Sucker Punch behind it. Like, we had Sly Raccoon, we had the Infamous series, all banging games. Um, like, Horizon came out a while ago. Uh, I'd say there's only, like, one other game like it. I think it was called Enslaved. Um, but I've had, like, some a look at Enslaved, and people who, like, are like, oh, it's... Horizon's just the same thing. I'm like, no, nah, they're, they're, they're very different. Um, and, like, you know, you've got God of War, but God of War, again, great pedigree. Like, it's not even just the name of Santa Monica. It's it's a series that's continuing. Um, and a lot of the PlayStation first-party studio games are like that. Uh, ben Studio, I don't know what they've done in the past. So they've come along, they've given us a great game. And, you know, like, people just haven't, heard of them so there's a bit of an uphill battle in that regard uh and yeah they've just slowly made their way to eight million and it's it's really well like it's really well done I prop my hat goes off to them they made a great game yeah well let us know what you think in the comments do you think days gone is being treated unfairly for achieving a similar amount of sales in a similar time window to ghost of Tsushima, or do you think this is just the way it is. Days Gone just wasn't as good a game as Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> a game that hopes to be as good as Ghost of Tsushima is the rumoured Bioshock Isolation, aptly named since the 34 months of pandemic lockdown situation. We have all the new variants, Omicron, Omarion, whatever you want to call it. Bioshock Isolation has been in circulation for a while now, and we expected to see something at the Game Awards, but I don't think we did. You are someone that is familiar with the Bioshock franchise, Isaac. Does this do anything for you? It's meant to be set in a similar kind of time period. So we're looking at like the 40s or maybe the 60s. And it's it's meant to be different from Rapture and different from Columbia. Mm. 
Uh, I'm going to have to not answer your question and go back to something you said earlier. Uh, aptly named isolation. Mate, there's been no isolation happening in the UK. People have been going to beaches. People have been going out. There's a reason why Omicron has just, like, devastated all of, like, the UK. There's no such thing as isolation in this country, all right? I was thinking of a country that was better behaved. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. For, okay, then it's... Not okay. here. Okay. All right. It's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, people out here were like going beaches and they were saying if I get it I get it if I die I die can you imagine nah. what people uh, should have but they weren't isolating mm. <laughs> you know it, oh, you know this could become political so let's let's move on um, would you like to repeat <laughs> that question about uh, Bioshock because uh, unfortunately <laughs> it slipped my mind are you excited for Bioshock isolation the rumours of a new Bioshock game no that face said it all. It, it felt like you, you you just tasted a lime or something. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? Like people love Bioshock Infinite, and I didn't. I love Bioshock One and Two. I love Rapture and everything it stood for and everything about it. Um, I felt like uh, this is me personally. Infinite kind of just like left that trajectory, and I guess it's good because you know you can't keep on doing the same thing. Um, there's a reason why a lot of people didn't like Bioshock 2. Also, Ken Levine didn't work on Bioshock 2. So, didn't have, like, you know, all that Bioshock 1 goodness. And a lot of games in the middle just aren't always mm. as good, fortunately. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know, man. Like, Bioshock Infinite is a great game. Don't get me wrong. Like, lots of really good mechanics and whatnot. But, I just know where they can take the series. I don't know what they can do. Like... The great gameplay of Bioshock 1 and the great reveal at the end of it, would you kindly? Um, number two was just more Rapture, so I absolutely loved it. And then Infinite, um, I guess it was I guess it was cool with all the parallel universes and whatnot, but it just wasn't my cup of tea, personally. Uh, we should have had Akira here. Akira would absolutely back it for Infinite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what Ken Levine's going to give us, but I don't know. He's, he's a good uh, game dev. He's made some great games in the past. Um, so I will eagerly await what's coming. Well, I can't say I'm excited. That'd be lying. What about you? I am quietly excited because mm. I try to ignore rumors because sometimes it's it either you know gets cancelled or it just was never true in the first place. All right. But I do like the concept of the Bioshock games. I think there's something there. There's something that like they could really make a successful franchise out of. The first game was really good, in my opinion. Mm. The second game was good, but it keeps crashing on me. So I don't really like it. <laughs> I don't blame you there. Yeah, I agree. The first game crashed on me as well, but I feel like the second one is really taking the piss with like the bugs and all of that. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten to Infinite yet because I like to play my games in order. But I've seen enough to know that Bioshock is a good series of games. I would love for there to be a new kind of like modern Bioshock game. I am not all that impressed by the fact that it's looking to be set in the 60s or whatever, because I don't care for those times. Just because, you know, they were horrendously racist. And I mean, the, in the previous Bioshock games, there is a severe lack of... Uh, black people, which you know is fine because according to some of our Twitch community, <laughs> black people were only invented in the 2000s. So, 
If only, if only we wouldn't have suffered so much. If only, that'd be nice. But it's not the case. But I, I do like the fact that they are looking to set the game in an Antarctic city. I think that's different. Mm-hmm. I would like to actually see some screenshots. I would like to... Yeah, even if it's just pictures, I don't even need to see a trailer or a logo. I would just like to see pictures of what they got planned. I would hope that they retain the nice art style, which is a bit cartoony, mm-hmm. like Borderlands style, because not everything needs to look hyper-realistic. And this is from 2K, who are good at making hyper-realistic-looking characters. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing where they go. If this is an actual thing, I think this could be something that gets Bioshock right back in people's playlist. Nice. Um, and touching on what you said, uh, that's the reason why I'm not excited. Like, I think, like you mentioned that you know this was happening. And I was like, oh, sweet. Go online, type in Bioshock Isolation. I see nothing. Like, there's no screens, no no images, nothing. And like, to actually see something, then what what is that? Like, imagine going to like uh, like a meeting or like a, a boardroom or whatever, and you're trying to pitch your idea, and like you don't have any concept art. Don't even have a story. There's nothing there. You've just gone in with some vibes. Like, sorry, we're not. We can't fund this. What? We'll have a drink with you at the pub, mate. But those vibes, yeah. Sorry, it's not enough. Man, said go to a pitch with vibes. No stats, just vibes. <laughs> wow. Uh, You're yeah, absolutely like... right, though. You're absolutely right. That makes sense as to like a. Sorry to cut you off, but like even like Lizard Brain, there's nothing to get you excited for this game other than text. Yeah. There's no pictures, there's no trailers, there's no information. There are people talking about oh, possibly a new game, but like there's no definitive answers. So of course, people aren't gonna be excited by the masses. Right. And like not every game's an Elden Ring because Elden Ring got released. There was nothing, nothing there. I think there was one picture and the subreddit was just frothing. They were just making up fan theories, making up the wildest shit. Like, I was on the subreddit the other day, and now that more, like, information has come out, they're all really sad that their bullshit lore that they made up for this game has to go in the bin now. Like, <laughs> what? Uh, but yeah, like, if you can get some more information, then, you know, I'm sure more people will be really excited. But until that happens, it is just a rumour. Yeah, you are absolutely right. But listeners and viewers, I want to know what you think. So let us know in the comments. What do you think about this rumored Bioshock isolation? Would you be up to play a new Bioshock game? Where would you set a future Bioshock game if you had the option to choose? Now, there is the small matter of a new VR console also coming out. Now, that's a bit more than a rumor. PlayStation have confirmed via their blog that PSVR 2 is due to come out, and they've announced a game for it, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Ooh, okay. So I know that you are arguably the biggest fan of the Horizon franchise. You're the the biggest fan I know, definitely. There's no contest there. If I did a Horizon-based quiz, you'd win. (laughs) I think I would too. (laughs) (laughs) So... What are your thoughts on a new Horizon game? As we have Forbidden West coming right around the corner and an entire new console to play this game on. Uh, so you're asking about Forbidden West or this game? 
Call of the Mountain. Call of the Mountain. Uh, I don't give a shit. And here's why. Um, when I was younger, uh, mum got me a Wii, and I absolutely loved it, right? And I got two games on it. Mario Strikers, which is amazing, and uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Again, another amazing game. Um, I love Twilight Princess. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, finished it, loved it. And then later on, uh, I think they wanted to use the engine more to, like, you know, make more money or whatever. So they released uh, something called Link's Crossbow Training, uh, which is literally the assets from Twilight Princess. And you've got a little light gun, which is literally just a piece of plastic that you put your Wii remote and nunchuck into. And you just kind of shoot things. And uh, that was a spin-off of a game I loved. And I think it's absolute hot doo-doo butter. So <laughs> the fact that they're, they're making a Horizon game based off of VR, which is not Horizon's Origins, it feels like it's very shoehorned. And until I see some actual like gameplay and what it's about, I don't care. I'm not getting my hopes up for this at all. Uh, but I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look, and if it's good, then yeah, all right, surprise me. But otherwise, nah, nah, no, thank you. What about you? I'm glad you kept it real. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, thank think, you. I think that's one thing that I want Streamcast to be associated with. You know, our honest opinion, whether we like a game or not, I cannot lie to you. I'm indifferent. Mm. I don't think we as people are ready for VR, and because of that, VR isn't it. VR Ooh. isn't what we need right now. Beat Saber and that zombie okay. game, something California or Sunrise. Uh, like, some good games in VR, I will say. Yeah, but if I had the option, I'd, I I wouldn't do VR. Like, yeah, over but... playing, you know, hundreds of games on the PS4, PS5, mm. I... I, I don't really care for the especially like the PS VR consoles. I, I don't get those. I don't have any desire to own play any of those at all. I think Oculus Rift is is like the regular VR like gaming mm. brand. That's good. That's good. But yeah, I've got no intention of buying the PS VR too. And I I know it's going to be charged at some stupid price, so I'm even less excited for it. Yeah, probably. Like, uh, uh, PlayStation's expensive enough, um, and yeah, they're not gonna, they're not gonna give you cheap peripherals. It's not. Oh, no, not at all. They've got some really nice features. They've announced like similar to the haptic feedback on the DualSense. They're mm. gonna have like eye tracking technology and stuff like that. Oh, sweet. Which is cool. This is cool, and I'm glad that they've announced the game for it, which shows the intention that they want to promote this thing. They they are putting a lot of trust on the VR2's uh, shoulders. Mm. Horizon's a very good franchise to launch with the VR. Uh, people know it. People trust the Horizon brand. So it could work out for them. But I I don't know if I'm one of those people. I think it's on Sony to convince people to buy the VR2. I don't think it's as reliable with the customers as like the mainline PlayStation consoles. PS6 gets announced, a lot of people are buying it already just because of the trust built with the PlayStation for the previous generations. The VR mm. does not have that trust automatically. So they have to do a lot to win over customers to buy the VR2. For me, 
I'm not getting it. Horizon Call of the Mountain looks nothing more than just like a Horizon 1.5 game, which is odd. But of course, it's not going to come out anytime soon, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Forbidden West is around the corner, which is the game that people are very excited to play. I think it's good what they've done. They've just announced the title. They haven't done too much to distract us from the new game coming out. And I, I'm i not sold on the VR2. That's what i got to say. No, it's it's not doing it for me. Like uh, it's something that attaches to the PS5, isn't it? It's not like its own separate thing. I think it will work similar to the original VR console, so I think it will just be okay. essentially it'll be a peripheral. But yeah, okay, cool, nice. I mean, if you like a, if we get like a really good bundle out of it, like you can get everything you need and the game, and it's like an affordable price, then yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, I was just looking at that price point, and I'm like, it's mm. it's too much. Something I'm only gonna play like every now and then. Uh, And if you look at the price that they're looking to sell their SSDs on and they're looking to sell, or what they're selling dual sensors on, what they're looking to sell, like, for cover plates on, I don't know. I don't think it's going for cheap. Yeah. Do you know what? It still annoys me that, like, I hate the fact that controllers are so expensive. Why does it cost, like, more than a game? It's so annoying. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm just like, do you know what? Yeah, no one come over. I don't want to play FIFA with you, man. Stay at home. (laughs) Bring your own pad. Yeah, bring your own pad, man. (laughs) (laughs) But viewers and listeners, let us know what you think. Are you excited for the new PSVR 2 and Horizon Call of the Mountain? It's more Aloy. Is that enough to get you interested and invested? Let us know in the comments. I did touch on those cover plates. Did you want to talk about the cover plates? Do you like any of the colours that they've got on there? Oh, genuinely, I don't. Like, by themselves, I think some of the colours are really cool. But inside my home, the fuck? <laughs> What's what's going on here? No. Like, I think that if you're one of those gamers that has, like, a colour scheme in their room, like, it's all pink, or it's all, like, cyan blue, or it's all, like, midnight red or whatever, then, yeah, you're golden. But imagine, like, you know, you've got your monochrome, like, living room that isn't too offensive for, like, visitors that, you know, come along. You want to display your PlayStation there. It's a bit of an eyesore. I think I'd only get the black one. That's just me, personally. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think... Nah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. What about you? I I think black is the best colour in the universe. And Mm -hmm. that is the only color I would actually spend my own money on. It's just the best color. Midnight Black is just great. The controller is amazing, 10 out of 10. And I don't see why the cover plates won't follow that. Like, I agree with you. Cosmic Red looks great in theory, but I've seen it, you know, in person. It doesn't look that great. There's Nova Pink. There's Starlight Blue. There's Galactic Purple, I think. Yeah, I mean... I, I I don't like the shade of blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like the shade of pink. Like, I like a royal blue, and I like baby pink. So those are the those are the shades of those colors that I like. And I understand yeah. that there's more than just those shades to those colors. So I get that they're trying different things, but they're they're just not for me. And as you said, like if someone's trying to build something like a color scheme, mm, I don't know if that works for them. I do like the galactic purple. I think that's a very good shade of purple. That's probably 
the only other one I'd get, but I wouldn't get that for me because when you have the Midnight Black, I don't need the Galactic Purple. I think the black is just a better color scheme. So, yeah, for me, I'd only get the Midnight Black. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Um, have you heard of a uh, brand called D Brand by any chance? I haven't, though. So, uh, they are, oh, you know, their, their business model is just weird. Like, because they are, they're antagonists a little bit. <laughs> Like, uh, they they said to Sony, sue us. Like, what are we going to do? Because basically, they do they do plates as well, mm-hmm. the PlayStation. And I think at first, like, their plates weren't all that great. They got a cease and desist from Sony, so they went the drawing board, whatever, whatever. Now they've got these new plates. And do you know what? They're not terrible. Like, they've got... um. So the PlayStation's got, like... Uh, I think it's one or two fans in them, but it's covered by the plastic. So right. I guess all the heat rises up or whatever the the exhaust is. With Debrand, like they've in their um plates, like they've actually got a, a space for like the fans. So that's just more ventilation. Apparently it keeps your PlayStation like five percent cooler. And I think every little helps when it you know it comes to yeah. gaming. Um and basically like they've gotten rid of the whole like Seto Kaiba vibe and they've just rounded it off. So your PlayStation looks a lot smaller too, which is nice. Um so you can get it in black, you can get it in like the PlayStation 1 colours, you get in a variety of colours, yeah? And I think, I'm not sure if this is true, but I think they've got like an RBG, RGB variant, so like you can have some lights happening as well, which I think is pretty cool. But um, what I really like about them, but it's also really bad, is on the inside of their plates, because uh, basically Sony have um the triangle, circle, square X, and they did like some weird patterns, but again, Sony was like cease and desist, so they changed mm-hmm. that. And now it's lots of ones and zeros. But when you translate these ones and zeros, it is the entirety of the cease and desist letter. They've got that inside their uh, their their panels, and I'm like, that is that is so cheeky. So I respect it. But... <laughs> I so aspire cheeky. to be that petty. Oh my word. <laughs> Alright, send me the link after this. <laughs> Alright, we'll do it, we'll do it. Um, and yeah, that that's could amazing. be an option, right? And that could be an option if you want, like, more colours and you don't want Seto Kaiba looking at you, like, every time you play your PlayStation. Uh, also, let's say we are not uh, endorsed by Dbrand. Um, I just thought it was an interesting topic. Uh, but yeah, but also, like, they, they charge you ridiculous amounts. I think it's, like, 70 or $80 for one of it. So I guess if you exchange it, and I guess it's roughly around the same price. But yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, it's funny because like D-Brand came out before Sony released these faceplates. And it just makes me think, like, why didn't Sony just release the faceplates like straight away? Why did they wait? I don't I don't get it. Because it would have helped with sales too. Like obviously, well, 100%. I mean, you can't get a it would have helped with orders. So. Yes, it would have helped with orders, I agree. Um, I think I was watching like a YouTube show and someone was like, do you know what? I'll have my plates out of my controller before I get my PS5. And as funny as I found that, I was like, that is so sad. That is, that's awful. It's the market. <laughs> it's the market. I mean, it should, it should get easier soon now. Cause I'm sure like the whole semiconductor shortage is going to get fixed now that enough time has passed. Um, yeah. so yeah, PS5 should be like making their way to people's homes really soon. Which is mad. People are paying like 
500 quid to play one game. That is, that's so crazy. That's one thing I hate about the start of console generations. You are spending so much money to play one game. Uh, I, I'm away. I'm away a yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's, there's a lot to uncover there. I So I don't think originally Sony planned to do cover plates mm. so soon. But their hand was forced by this other brand. And I did hear that they sent cease and desist to said brand. So in my head, I'm like, okay, if you're going to stop people making cover plates available, you better be selling your own cover plates. Yeah. Lo and behold, they've come out with some official ones. Okay, they're not all terrible. Some of them are good. Mm. But the options that you've told me about this brand, you know, with the RGB and stuff... Sony aren't offering that. And I feel that you got to be offering what you're stopping other people selling. I I don't what? think it's I don't think it's wrong for Sony to send a cease and desist. It's their product, it's their IP. It's not everyone who should be able to design stuff for your your product. Mm. I get that. But you've got to be offering something enough as an incentive to stop people going to the other side. So we got to be offering those flashing cover plates. Does this mean we're going to see custom co- consoles in the future? I hope so, because it seems like the options could be endless. I do like the sound of the OG PlayStation colors. And I'm not sure why PlayStation haven't done that themselves. Like right. gen, because those are iconic colors. Mm. Very nice, rustic design to those colors. So I I don't know whether... This is something that they have thought about, or whether because people are going to do it, they're going to do it themselves. I think you've got to be able to beat the competition. Otherwise, mm. you know, I don't think brand loyalty is as strong now as it was back then. I think uh, people will jump to whatever the best product is, regardless of what name is attached. So I like the concept of the console covers, but I think. They might want to be thinking about doing something a bit beyond that because it's great, but I don't think they're doing the most they could with the PS5. Be creative, be innovative. Mm. It's not all, you know every year the same old, same old. All right. Also, like I got to speak about the environment super quickly. If those panels aren't recyclable. Then Sony need to give us the option to just outright buy it in purple or red or whatever. Why should I have to buy it in white? If I want to change it, I've got to take off these panels and then get something. What am I doing with these panels? So, and here's the thing, all right? They come off and I can like switch them out and I can't buy it from the original console. They are just technically accessories, right? It's basically a phone case. So yeah. leave the brand alone and let me get my better phone case elsewhere. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? 100% agree. Do you know if D-Brand stuff is uh, recyclable? Uh, I need to check. Okay, because, yeah, that would be good to know. Yeah. Off the top of my head, it doesn't look like something that is. So that's something oh, that yeah. we do need to look at on the Sony side, at least. Yeah, yeah that's right, because this is a vanity project at the end of the day. It doesn't right. make your console work any better. It's not going to, you know, extend the battery life of your pads or, you know, prevent your console from crashing on your games. So it is purely an aesthetic thing. It's got to be something that we consider now as human beings, not destroying the planet with all of these purchases. And 
yeah, they've got to be a bit more responsible with those RRPs. Like some some of these, I don't know how much they're going for, but the dual sensors are a bit wild. So I can only imagine what these. <laughs> they're basically phone covers, as you said. You said it quite rightly. They, they've got to be responsibly priced, I think. Mm. But let us know in the comments what you think about the PS5 console covers. Are you going to get one when they are available? And which is your favorite of the black, red, purple, blue, and pink? I mean, you know ours, midnight black all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets us through our notes on the pod, unless you had anything else you wanted to say. No, we're under an hour. This is good. I love Round it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just wanted to say I, I really uh, love doing the pods with you, Isaac. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping that this can continue for a very long time. Like, it's been a big challenge continuing the pod post the pandemic mm. and you know we didn't start make we didn't start making episodes straight away we i wasn't happy with the quality we were getting on other platforms and other software so yeah i really appreciate you know you being patient with me and you sticking by me with this new remote era style of podcasting so yeah i wanted to give you your flowers oh cheers man it's been it's been a lot of fun and uh yeah thank you for like looking after all the i guess the infrastructure behind it I'll just, I'll just show up and just chat shit for an hour. But uh, you like do all the magic behind the scenes and make it happen. So really appreciate that. Thanks, man. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, appreciate that. So if you'd like to follow Streamcast, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, Streamcast underscore. You can follow us on Twitch, Streamcast TV. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Give this video a thumbs up if you're watching this podcast. And we are on youtube.com forward slash streamcast. We also have a Patreon. So check that out. The link will be in the description where you can get exclusive content, including podcasts. You're going to get a podcast that's not going to go out to the public. Our next one should feature a debate. Marvel versus DC. I couldn't think of a better one to kick off 2022. Let us know in the comments whether you are a DC person or a Marvel fan. Also, you can listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more platforms. If your platform of choice allows you to, and I've seen Spotify allows you to give us a rating. So give us a rating on our podcast. It's easy. It's so easy to do. Drop us a, a young five stars real quick. That helps us out a lot with discoverability and all of that stuff. Um, and if we don't air our podcast where you like to consume them, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. But that is it from us. Please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe. And we will catch you on the next Streamcast.